stress less and indulge more. Nourished Spirit is my mental wellness line that helps you take care of you and prioritizes your mental health. Many that I know struggle with finding the time to engage in self-care. Therefore, I wanted to create products that you can utilize throughout your day to promote mental wellness because your brain is the processing power that you need to function as a human being. So let's prioritize our mental health. The first product that I've launched are called bath steamers. Bath steamers can be utilized in the shower or in the bath. To purchase and learn more, go to my Instagram page, Life Herbs Podcast. My website is coming soon as well. I'm currently working on it. But for now, refer to my Instagram for all information regarding Nourish Spirit and regarding this podcast. Let's keep our souls hydrated and our spirit fortified. Hello, Life Verbs Podcast Community! And welcome first-time listeners. We are the authenticators of our lives. We move ahead. We do not go in reverse. We address the tough stuff and learn from it and create life verbs that we live by so that we can obtain a life of purpose, also known as a purpose-driven life. A life verb is a life philosophy that you live by, that is obtained through your life experiences, your personal life experiences. You may even have more than one. A life verb means living in action. And to do so, you must show up in your life. You must know thyself. Knowing thyself is the key to showing up in your life. Because sometimes life throws us obstacles and curveballs that detach us from who we are. Therefore, we must realign ourselves and refocus. Again, welcome to Life Verbs Podcast. You can m- learn more about Life Verbs Podcast on my Instagram page, Life Verbs Podcast. Just type that in the search bar. And also by clicking the link in the bio on my Instagram page. You can purchase my mental wellness product line that promotes self-care on my Instagram page. And on Thursday nights at 9 p.m., Janae, my co-host, and I want this to be your Thursday night hangout spot. Janae is a creative genius and owner of Where Did You Get That? And you can type that into the search. You can go to my page 
and go to the highlight that says support and you will see Janae's Instagram handle. So make sure to follow her as well. She has some great, great products coming out and she also speaks words of inspiration and motivation on her page. But interact with us again on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. on my Instagram page, Life Verbs Podcast. We have a live that we call Lessons with Life Verbs, where we have real organic and necessary conversations that need to be discussed. To listen to this podcast and also to share with others, again, click the link in my bio on my Instagram page. Life Herbs Podcast, then click the podcast platform that you prefer. Lastly, click play to listen, and you can also share from that desired platform. Today's episode, we have Jay Lachey, an African-American woman who has bipolar disorder. Many say that our society is currently in the midst of a mental health emergency, which is very true. However, mental health community has been a state of emergency even before this pandemic. It was just swept under the rug instead of being handled, which is why behavioral health and mental health is currently at an all-time high. We need more caring experts in this field. I'm currently working on getting deeper into this field myself and expanding upon my knowledge from the classes that I learned and courses that I took in psychology in college. Jay Lachey is going to speak on bipolar disorder, but in this conversation, we are also going to shed more light on the state of mental health in the black community. And our hope is that from this episode, that you will think about your mental state and how it affects things and relationships in your personal life that you may become more aware and prioritize your mental health first because you can't show up in your life and pursue your goals and dreams if you do not prioritize your mental health first now enjoy the episode with me your host Zen and my special, special guest, Jay Lachey. Welcome, Jay Lachey, and thank you so much for joining me here at Life Verbs Podcast. Please introduce yourself to the Life Verbs Podcast community. A little bit about you. Hey everybody, it's Jay Lachey. You can find me on IG at Crazy Jazzy Cool. That's C R Z Y 
underscore jzzy underscore cool where you can see my life get a little crazy a little jazzy a little cool i also have the link in my bio for my youtube channel where i talk about the joys and pains of dealing with bipolar and going through life i'm also a wife a mom and an entrepreneur I'm gearing up to launch my, do a quarantine launch of my goodie bag business called Goody Two Shoes. And I'm just so happy to be here with you today, Zen. Wow. I am so excited to have you here. I am so excited. Thank you so much. And I got to ask Jay Lachey, what is a life verb that you live by? What is a life lesson that you have learned that you would say mold your philosophy of life and how to live this life? I am so excited. I've been excited all week for you to answer this question because I know your answer is going to be so rich. Okay, so um, a life verb that I've lived by for pretty much my entire life is be kind to everyone you meet because you never know what they might be going through. And it's a, a lot of times we always look for a physical attribute to post to somebody going through something. And, and sometimes it's not always like that. They're not going to always be carrying it on their face or physically slunched over or anything like that, they could be going through it and you ju- you not even know it. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of people just go on living their personal lives, not thinking of the impact that they're leaving on other people. So just be mm. kind to everyone you meet because you never know what they might be going through. Mm. That is so true, Jay Lachey, because... It could be, it just takes a moment, right? It just takes a moment and it could be the moment that they cross paths with you. Mm -hmm. And of course, you're ignorant to the situation because you have no idea what they're going through because you didn't ask. Exactly. We can't, we have to stop thinking that, oh, well, something's really wrong with them. They'll tell me because I'm their friend or I'm their best friend or I'm their brother's sister daughter parent whatever exactly grandchild whatever right we have got to that's empathy that's showing compassion you can't say you're an empathetic person and you can't say you're compassionate if you do not check on those around you exactly exactly you know you have to come out of yourself sometimes and you have to say you know I haven't talked to so-and-so in a while. I wonder what they're doing, how they're doing. You know, step outside of yourself and make sure that your people are good. Make sure your people are good because they you don't know what they're dealing with. And they're not always going to tell you because not a lot of people want um, a, attention drawn to the problem or they just, you know, would rather deal with it on their own. And that's mm. not always the best way. But you 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 want to make sure that you're pouring into somebody, especially if they've done the same for you. Because what does pouring, what does me pouring into you and you pouring into me, right? What yeah. does pouring into each other do? 
I don't think people understand the power and the manifestation that comes from it. Yep. How healthy and positive it is to pour into one another. Instead, a lot of people see others as competition, mm-hmm. especially in our own race. I mean, we take it all the way down to the shade of black that you are. How it, petty is that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it is it's just like I, I you need people who are going to when you are empty at your lowest, down to the wire, hanging all, off your last rope, you need somebody who's gonna be like, you know what, let me help you get back to where you were. I see you done sunk down, you know. Let me let me mm. help get you back up to the level that you were before. Let me help you feel better. So that at least then I know. That when I start to get to my lowest point down to the wire, I've sunken down some. Somebody's going to pour into me because that person knows that when that person is at their 100% best or their 200% best and I've helped them get there, we're helping each other grow. We're helping each other grow and we're manifesting growth, especially in, in, in in our community where we barely show support for each other. If we can get each other to just pour into each other and help with that growth. We all going we are all going to grow into these beautiful flowers, into these beautiful trees, into this nice green foliage that just keeps showing yes, more and more and more beauty of what it is that we can do and how well we do it when we all work together. And then we will also get out of this systematic mess. Right, that we are in because it's a mindset. It's it, it it it's also a mindset change. Right, we have to stop look being petty. That's what I mean by that. We have to stop being petty and looking at the petty things and really realize we are more alike than different. Right, we are more close to the poverty line as not even wealthy black people still make less <laughs> yes than yeah, wealthy and it's, white people and, and it is crazy to me because I do have a friend whose family is, is higher on the wealth scale mm-hmm. but they still do regular smegular stuff right. and it's just like I don't how you know and they're like you know we're not as rich as you think we are you know and, and it, wow. it, it was mind blowing to wow. me that they said it to me cuz they were we're not as rich as you think we are you know but we've made some some very healthy wealthy decisions in our lives to help get us to this point where we can do a little bit more than someone who is closer to the poverty line but it, whether they are wealthy African Americans or close to the poverty line, we are. We, there is not much that separates us from mm. them coming down here to the to lower to the closer to the poverty poverty line. You know, Ooh. it's not much that separates that. Yeah. And I, I'm learning. I'm learning that is that it it doesn't take, but somebody missing a paycheck before they back in the poorhouse as my grandma used to tell me. Okay. You know? Yes, in the poorhouse. So, yes. Love so, my grandma. Love to say that. 
<laughs> and 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 at first I was just like, you know, what is the the poorhouse? <laughs> what does that mean? And, and, but now I get it. You know, yeah. every little bit of all of that <laughs> wisdom that she was trying to drop on me, mm-hmm. it's just like, you know what? No. I, I, I get it now. I get it now. And it, it growing up and being out here as an adult, it is not much that separates. It's not much that separates that that line of being down, you know, down in the dumps. And that's so scary. It is so scary. Is your grandma still alive? Yes, she is. Oh, that's a blessing. I've, I've, Amen. I've lost. That's a blessing. That's really li- is. I've lost both of mine and I so do wish like if if God said to me if there's anything that you could have what would it be for my grand to keep my grandpa alive that's still alive he's in his 90s and bring back my grand my grandmas during this time right because I, I think we could all use a little bit of wisdom and love from them yes as that that was one thing that they knew how to do they know how to very do well is give you love love and wisdom because i think they I, they want you to be smarter yeah and they want you to th- than they were and they want you to go farther than they ever could Woo! so it's like they they are going to love you and do all of that pouring that we wish that everybody would do. That's what they're doing for us. They are pouring that wisdom and that love into us so that at least, if only that, we don't ever run out of. And they're getting old, y'all. If they haven't already passed, they're getting old. And it's not fair to them because of all they've poured into us, all they've poured poured into society. Mm-hmm. For them to still see and witness racism, segregation. They're the ones who actually went through it. Yes. And now they're in their old age and we still ain't all the way free and liberated. That's crazy. And You know, I know for uh, my grandmother, it, it honestly is depressing to see this kind of rhetoric continuing she does not, she will not touch a TV because it's, it's just too much for her to handle. Ooh. And I can see that it's very distressing to her because she's like, I'm still having to go through this and I'm 70 years old. Like, yep. I, I don't understand, you know, and what is this world going to leave for my, for my grandchildren who are now adults? They still mm-hmm. have 50, 70 years to go, you know? What is this world going to leave for my great grandchildren? Yeah, my grandpa. I'm not so sure. My grandpa is the same. My grandpa is like he he's watching everything, and he's like I'm already watching it, but he's every time we talk, he's letting me know something. Yeah, you know, and he's you know, I told him me personally. I said, Grandpa, I don't want kids, and I was actually shocked by his answer because I know he would like to have great grandkids. He mm-hmm. has some already, but I know he would like to have, you know, me to have some, yeah. but because everything that's going on, he's like, nothing's wrong with that, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's yes. like, it is, you know? <laughs> I you know, understand. Def- right. I'm you like, definitely oh, really? want your lineage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You definitely want your lineage to to get longer <laughs> and go farther, but 
living in the times that we're living in, it's probably sometimes, and it's like, it's scary to me because I already have children. So it's like, I'm already having to raise them in this. And I was never taught to hate other races. I was never taught mm-hmm. um, to be discriminatory to anybody. I have friends with special, I have friends with special needs. I have mm-hmm. friends who are normal. I have friends who are Mexican. I have friends who are black. I have friends who are Puerto Rican. I, I, I mean, I have friends all across the board. I have white friends. You know, I yes. have African friends. That variety so I, of I have, diversity. Yeah. Yes. And it it makes me feel good to have friends from different races, religions, yeah. all of that. Because then I can look at the world in different views, see different points, things that I did not think to look at, not being able to step outside of myself. I have organic conversations like these with friends. You know yes. what I'm saying? So. It's like it's very necessary to have that variety and that diversity in your life because things like mental illness, it it's not different in 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 the races. You know, right. some people get some races get um, diagnosed with something more than others. OK, um, they get different treatments for for different things. But it is the same mental mental illness, mental health is something that is a central point in every community, in mm. every religion, in every race, in every house. There is something different and you need you need conversations like these just to kind of help everybody see the different points, something that you may not have thought of. Or to help you be like, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna advocate for my friend who is um, black and bipolar or Mexican and schizophrenic. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's you have to have more advocacy, you know, mm-hmm. in your friends, you know, and and the more diversity you have, the more people you can have on your side to come to a, a central agreement that. Hey, you know, everyone needs to be treated the same exact way because mm-hmm. we are all going through some <clears throat> of the same things or not some of the same things, but this person needs to be advocated for because they're not getting what I'm getting. Mm. So, you, you know, it is so important to have conversations like these. It's like mental health is the central point that is blank across the board what would that word be mental health is the central point that is blank across the board no matter your race not not understood yeah not understood um or better yet um not researched enough mm. yeah you know um you do I, I know that um caucasian people are more up to uh, no african americans are more um are more likely to be diagnosed with schizophrenia versus any other mental illness across the board okay oh. At, Caucasians are, are more likely to be diagnosed with PTSD versus any other uh, 
mental illness across the board. So um, I, I think that I don't think that every Caucasian person um, suffers from PTSD. I think that if you you looked at specific symptoms, that that diagnosis will change. Not every black person is schizophrenic, and I know people. Um, in the African American, in my African American community, who are diagnosed with schizophrenia, who are getting the treatment that they're supposed to get, but it does not, it does not seem befitting. You know, the diagnosis does not seem befitting to them. Like, and and when you don't get the right diagnosis uh, and the right treatment, that is a lethal. Com- a lethal, lethal, lethal composition of things going on because it's tearing up your mind even more because I'm not, your mind and your body knows what's going on. You need somebody to help you to diagnose it. If I'm sitting here thinking, I'm not hearing things, I'm not seeing things, but this doctor is telling me that I'm hearing things and seeing things. So they're diagnosing me with schizophrenia and putting me on this medicine that is further deteriorating my mind versus helping me get better. It is, so, yeah. So I, I, I'm just, it, it's not understood and it's not researched enough. We don't, we don't really know what somebody is subjected to and not every, not all mental illnesses are um i want to say congenital but that's not the word um genetic genetic all mental illnesses are not genetic so mm. what speak on that speak on that so um because they're not all genetic mm-hmm. you know you have to look at at other factors. What has this person gone through? How long has this person been going through? Has this person ever been abused? Is this person continuing to be abused? You know, you have to look at deeper points in order to get to a right diagnosis and a right treatment. You know, I'm writing notes as you're speaking. (laughs) I'm writing notes as you're speaking because with what you just said, I wanted to touch on some things. It is so true. A lot of people are misdiagnosed. You need a history. Listen, people with mental illness, no matter your race, but I'm definitely speaking to black people in particular right now. Both of us are. Because we yeah. are the most hard-headed ones about it. You need a history mm-hmm. and more than one opinion. And if you know someone in your family, which 99.9% of us do, this yep. is something that's very common in our family, community, friendship, warm circles, wherever, whenever <laughs> we know somebody, okay? who is dealing with behavioral health and mental illness, your person in your family, you need to come together. Like if, if this person does not have a hold on, on, on what's going on, you need to decide which state is the best state for them to move to independently where they can get the best 
care mm-hmm. and help and learn and know what to do. They can fully live. And this is what is a huge misconception too. They can fully live a normal life. Oh, yeah. Nothing yes. is abnormal with them because actually in the black race, newsflash, in my opinion, we all have mental health. Oh, yeah. How could we not? I'm about to read some stats. If you don't believe if, if you don't believe what Jay Lachey and I are saying right now, let me read you some stats. These stats are from NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And I'm going to include the link. Go to my Instagram page, Life Verbs Podcast. It'll pop right up. Click the link in the bio. You will see different tabs. Look for the tabs that um, says the NAMI article. The link will be there. In their articles and in their statistics on their website, One says a study showed that 63% of African-Americans believe that a mental health condition is a personal sign of weakness. This stigma act acts as a deterrent from people seeking mental health care when they need it. Another statistic, black adults in the U.S. are more likely than white adults to report persistent symptoms of emotional distress. You don't think you have emotional distress? Let me, let me read some emotional distresses such as sadness, hopelessness, and feeling like everything is an effort. That's embedded in the DNA of our race because everything is an effort. Black adults, because the disparities, black adults living below the poverty line are more than twice as likely to report serious psychological distress than those living above it. And newsflash, most of us are living below the poverty line than most because I mean most of us are living excuse me below the uh, close to the poverty line than not because we alone our households they've been splattering it all over media this year that we make 10% less our income is 10% less than the white household and I'm a living witness of it because <laughs> oh yeah my household is 10% less than all of my white friends right and some of us are in the same profession mhm how i don't understand <laughs> But that that I mean that'll make somebody go a little crazy. It it will because it's it, it's like you cannot tell me I'm up here doing the same type of work as these people, and I'm getting ten percent less, and you don't even realize it at first. Asking questions or inquiring about something, and you realize, oh, I am making less than you. That is how you're getting to do what it is that you can do and live your life, your best life, you know, out here all willy nilly while I'm having to make the effort 
and close in that 10% gap. And we are by not any means saying that we should make more than our white counterparts or um, even um, um, Asian counterparts because they get paid very nicely too. We are saying Mm -hmm. that we should make equal because this is America and this is exactly what America was supposed to be founded upon. No matter your race, color, creed, gender, sexuality, whatever, you can be whoever you want to be in America as long as you follow the laws and rules so that you don't end up going to jail. (laughs) Okay? Right. We've got some red tape we got put on there. It's understandable. We need some structure, Mm -hmm. but that's how it's supposed to be. And (laughs) it is so far from that. And I feel like it is so far from that because those people do not have conversations with us and we do not have conversations with them because there's so much hate in between that. Yep. Yeah. You know, but what we are saying is we should make equal. Why can't we? We would now we go to the same schools. Okay. Now okay. we're watching the same okay. things, listening to the same things, we're reading the same books. Why can't it just be based on the skill set? Why does what I look as long as I'm not coming in here looking completely unprofessional, I smell, you know, my hair is messed up, like I, I'm just not grooming myself. <laughs> That's right. understandable to and- pass me over. But just because I, my literal flesh that I have no help of being born two no matter the shade is on me and there's nothing I can do about it because if I did it would cause more toxic harm and it would kill me and why would I want to do that (laughs) right right I'm out here trying to attain some things why do I want to you know so it's that these these stats like I, I can raise my hand to just about Every last ditto. one. Every last ditto. one. Ditto. Ditto. And then also yeah. another stat is despite the needs, only one in three black or African American, however folks classify themselves, adults who need mental health care receive it. Only one in three of us who are adults who need it, (laughs) receive it. According to the American Psychiatric Association's Mental Health Facts for African Americans Guide, African Americans are the following. Less likely to receive guideline consistent care, less frequently included in research. So y'all, we don't even know about ourselves. And it's factual Mm -hmm. because when I was looking up research, there is a whole lot less research about us when you go Google it. Google it, y'all. There's a whole lot of less research about us. It just puts it mm-hmm. in general. Us and Hispanics. Yep. I, I didn't see nothing pop up about Asian Americans. It just seems like they just, I mean, according to Google, that they don't even have it, which is not true. They're human beings, too. They've gone through exactly. the same things that we've gone through. That's why they that's why we're put in a whole different group. Minorities, Asians, Hispanics, yes. uh, blacks, Middle Easterns, and then you break that up in the <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean they even put Jewish yes. people in there. I mean I, 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, crazy. It's it is <laughs> it is, and you know, for me, I honestly, I honestly feel like it is four four top reasons, and, and you went through all of them, but it's four specific top reasons why I feel like nobody in the African African American community will go check up on their mental health. Ooh. Number one, that we are always in denial because we have always as a as a, a whole race, we have always had to just kind of sweep everything under the rug how we feel, how we operate on a daily basis, the things that we go through inside of our community and outside of our community, if it is not super, super traumatic, we are in denial that anything is ever really wrong with us. We don't, you know, oh, there's nothing wrong. Right. I'm fine. I'm just having, I'm it's having normal. a moment. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's normal <laughs> and it is not normal and I had I had to t- stop telling myself mm-hmm. that you know this is it's this it's not normal jazz something is is wrong something is different something is is it is off and we have to figure yes. it out number two not many this was one um that did deter me from originally like I had went and got my diagnosis but I was not really um, up to go get the counseling. Life Verbs podcast community. We will be right back picking up where we left off after this sponsored ad. Stay tuned. We are back, Life First Podcast community. Jay Lachey and myself, your host, Zen. And we were discussing the stats from NAMI. And NAMI is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And their stats regarding the Black African American community. And those stats were... The last stat that we were discussing was the fact that African-Americans, actually, this was taken from the um, American Psychiatric Association's Mental Health Facts for African-Americans guide. The African-Americans are less likely to receive guideline consistent care. And Jay Lachey was just speaking on how African-Americans are also less frequently included in research Jayla say if you just want to pick up where we left off right there yes so I I, you know we are less likely to get included in research and I honestly feel like you know it's um collectively a part of our fault because I think we have our own stigmas about um getting our mental health checked on yes Um, we are in denial um because we don't see a lot of african-american faces in um in that type of field we're we're afraid to go get help Mm. um 
we don't have the access to it, whether the fact that we just don't have health care or we do have health care and things like therapy and, and going to counseling sessions become very expensive. And um, I think we just we just have our own stigmas about going to get checked out and and just feeling like we don't want to be looked at or objectified as being crazy or not having it all together because we've seen time and time again Mm -hmm. African-Americans on the TV through body cams of parents who've called for for somebody to just we need somebody to help us help us get our mental our mental mentally ill son daughter grandson nephew um just to get him to calm down we he's he's out of it and we feel like he might physically hurt us but we need somebody who has the the know-with-all to come and help us talk him off the ledge and they end up getting killed you know it's it's a it's in a sense somewhat of a you know it's in a sense somewhat of a death sentence for us you know in some kind of way because eventually your mind does wonder see I was diagnosed with um, bipolar in October of 2019 so I did wonder after the fact, like, does this turn into something bigger? Could this turn into something like schizophrenia? Could it, could it, could the medicine make me have adverse reactions that I am just not prepared or that my husband is just not prepared for to happen? You know, it, it's, it, you think about the widespread issues right. that come afterwards that you just, you have to say to yourself, is this really worth it? Could it? Can I just pretend like there's nothing wrong? Can I keep pretending like there's nothing wrong just to save me from the, the turmoil that I have to go through of just seeing what's wrong with me? You know, it, right. it, and it could be something so simple as PTSD or it could be something as extreme as um, schizophrenia, you know, right. and I, I I don't mean to keep using those as the only examples of mental illness, but I feel like PTSD, bipolar disorder, and schizophrenia are the most um, diagnosed or the most common diagnosis of mental illnesses, and and I think that a lot of people have have had some type of experience with someone who has had oh, yes. one of those one of those three things at some point in time in their life and um as a race that has been objectified um off the fact that we quote unquote feel no pain and you pass mm-hmm. that from generation to generation mm. you really end message. up yes yes you end up with a really hurt lineage and the uh, I have stepped out 
and I let people know, I let all of my friends know, you know, if you are not feeling like yourself and mm. you have not been feeling like that for a long time, or if you are in a situation that has you feeling like you are really about to lose your mind, you need to go get help and you need to go get help soon. And this is not me just saying it, you know, so you can be like me because I, I don't want that for my people. But I do want you to be knowledgeable in the fact that you do have something else going on, that you are dealing with something that's a, a little bit more stressful than what you're used to. And you need help unloading that. You need yes. help yes. unloading that. And it's okay. It is. It's okay to have help. If if help was not okay, then... I have it. it and... It would not be readily available and we wouldn't have each other. We would just exist as individuals that didn't have any sort of relationships, work, friend, family, romantic. We would just be content within ourselves and be extremely introverted. Like no one could even comprehend how extreme that introversion is. You want to talk about some serious introversion? Because a lot of people who are introverted they're not fully introverted <laughs> right we weren't born into a fully introverted introverted yes world environment yeah environment <laughs> so like that's true introversion i also want to touch on um what you just said jay lachey you know the person who is in your family the people because there's there is really all of us Oh, and and you know what I'm saying in the black race needs to come together okay and and we gotta stop this whole just like she said with African Americans you know when they are ex, you know going through this family members tend to call the cops we gotta stop doing that yeah what you need to do I'm speaking from experience as well. What you need to do is you need to have the person that that person loves and cares about the most that they actually respect and admire and will listen to mm-hmm. go to their house. Cause they, they'll listen to them. Right. And have them get them to a hospital because cops do not deal with mental with illness health. yes and mental they, illness that's yes. not that's it. not they what don't you call know them for. what to do and they're gonna get especially if they have if they haven't dealt with it they don't know how to respond to it and they exactly. have no understanding of it and anybody that doesn't have an understanding of it is going to do something something's going to take place that shouldn't and that's why there's so many of them that end up dying at the hands Exactly. Of them and, because. And... Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so I was just gonna say, you know, even mm-hmm. even um, dealing with mental illness in, and not not necessarily mental illness, but mental health in being an officer of the law. Yes. You know, I think that they need. They definitely need somebody. And, and multiple people 
who are consistently on those officers because I I cannot I can't I, I can't fathom the type of thing that the, the the type of things that an officer will see on a daily basis that regular civilians just don't have to deal with. They have to go and look at certain gruesome scenes. They have to see so dead I people. Have to, yes, I have no doubt in my mind that 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 yeah. that brings up some type of mental illness, whether it's PTSD or it's something else. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like mental illness across the board needs to be taken more seriously, especially if you are in a profession that uh, that kind of has you on the brink of some really intolerable things i could i could not deal with seeing death on a regular basis as a Mm -hmm. part of my profession so somebody who has decided to deal with that or has decided to deal with a profession where i just might have to kill someone you know what i'm saying that i'm sure that that takes a toll because you don't want to have to take somebody's life but if that is a part of your profession, I'm sure that that would bring up some issues that would kind of deter you from doing your job the correct way. So it, right. it just mental illness, uh, mental illness and mental health across the board. I want people to take it more seriously, especially in the times that we are living in right now. People are losing jobs. People are unemployed. <sighs> people are at no are, fault of their own no no fault of their own and i think that, that's, that's what makes yes and that's what makes it worse for people who are mm-hmm. living in these times and operating in these times because it's of no fault of your own you did nothing to deserve getting evicted deserve not being able to put food on your table for yourself or for your family not being able to pay your bills this is not your fault but now you're having to to deal with the consequences of it and you have to do it in the best of your ability. So I, I just really want people to, if they don't take anything else from this podcast episode today, is really go get your mental health yes. checked out. It, 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 it makes for you to be a better person. It makes for you to be a better communicator with other people. Uh, it, it has definitely made me a better communicator and um, especially with my husband at, at first I didn't want to talk to him about my feelings but he understood because I had him go with me because I was just I was scared I didn't know what they were going to tell me I know you know I knew it was going to be something because I had been dealing with Um, the symptoms of bipolar for at least a year Mm. or more before I actually went to go get help. So I was just afraid um, that what they were going to tell me was was going to be something that I dealt with forever. And I just was not sure how to deal with that. So I asked him to come along with me to my first appointment and um, to also clear the air about some things that my husband just did not know about that that I was going through. Mm. So I wanted him to get a clear understanding of what was going on. And I wanted um, my therapist and my psychiatrist and my psychologist to know that I needed him to be in on this full circle he has to know what's going on because he's in my bubble at home 
Mm. He he is with me 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days of the year. I need him to understand what's going on that that, so that he does not think that I'm oh. just playing this off or taking advantage of the situation. And I need him to know what it is that he needs to look for in me to help me talk me off of the ledge sometimes. Because when I say I can get real close and about ready to jump off, and if he is not paying attention and I will fully go all the way diving off the diving board into an episode and that in itself is my episodes could last anywhere from days to months and I it, it it just helps to have somebody to be like you know, hey, I see that you're you having issues. You're struggling this week. You're struggling today. Are you okay? Do you what do you need? Do you need a break so, or something? So that you and it's what Life First Podcast is all about. So that you can show up in your life. He can show up in his life, and y'all both can show up in your marriage together to together. promote growth and enrich your soil because so many people are afraid and when it comes to mental health and also when it comes to just any when it comes to disease when it comes to anything that has to do with something that's health related people are afraid to talk about it no you need to let that person know Mm -hmm. because a part of love is loving is loving you to push you through it. Yes. And by and you loving them for whatever they're dealing with because everybody has something. There's no such thing as a perfect person. You're going to have to deal with something. And a lot of people I feel do not realize that in relationships. So many people, I want a relationship. I want to I want to be with somebody. I want this. I want that. What is me? Well, are you ready for what they're going to come with cuz you got right you can't be judgmental no because all of it is something to deal with and you have it too (laughs) okay that's why it even says in the bible ye without sin cast the first stone stone. everybody's got their stuff amen so the most perfect person ideal person for you that the creator season has blessed you with is not always going to check all your boxes on your list in fact the one thing that you may not can't can't stand the most is the only one thing (laughs) that is a flaw of that person but you got yours too right that's the truth what you're saying you know and and speaking of everyone is not a perfect person mm-hmm. that is that that is another reason why i um had to be like i need to let my husband know because yes i was 
Life Verbs podcast community. Do not worry and do not fret. For next week, we will continue this conversation. Yes, tune in next Sunday for part two of this amazing conversation regarding bipolar disorder and mental health in the black community. Next Sunday, we will launch part two. Two. Until then, be sure to join Janae and I live in real time. Interact with us on my podcast page, Life Verbs Podcast on Instagram. We're going live Thursday night at 9 p.m. because I know after the first part of this discussion, you have things you want to share. You have questions. You have discussion that you want to interact with us. So please come on, bring a friend. If you know someone who's dealing with mental illness or mental health, bring them, invite them to my Instagram page so that they can be notified so they can come into this live and interact with us. Pull up a chair right next to Jay Lachey. And we're going to keep this discussion going and we're going to get this, this discussion popping. Also, we will be continuing our question and answer. My co-host Janae and I on Thursday on our live, we will answer any questions that you may have regarding getting to know us or if you want our perspective on something that may be going on in your life. We'll see you Thursday at nine. Always remember to keep your soul hydrated and your spirit fortified. Have a blessed week and see you Thursday on Instagram at 9 p.m.